I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. There are times I portray myself as just a, a joyless son of a gun, and that couldn't be further from the truth, even though it sounds that way. But today I am joyful. I am joyful, Shay Cornette, because we have got NBA rumors flying fast and furious all over the place. She is in for Chris Canty today on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay, how we doing? Doing good. 24 hour eh, ish, 24 hours ish from the NBA draft. This is about that time, right? Where the rumors start to actually become facts. I told you earlier I was manifesting some breaking news during our show. It feels like we might just have a little bit of it. Yeah, we're getting somewhere here. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your number to be a part of the program. We've got plenty of NFL to get into today as well. And the future of the New England Patriots, which is not nearly being talked about enough we will explain but we start with adrian wojanowski just a little while ago appearing on the pat mcafee show so much has been talked about with the miami heat and their pursuit of dame lillard and where that could head and woj dropped a very little interesting click a very little interesting nugget if you will on what could happen and what hasn't been happening so far more specifically for the portland trailblazers they're going to be very anxious to watch what happens in portland to see if there's any point this summer where damian lillard becomes available he's not available now he says he wants to be in Portland, and the Blazers have shut down anybody who's called about the possibility of trying to trade for him. Uh, but certainly, Pat Riley is always going to be real aggressive in trying to improve his team. Uh, listen, they want to make that last step. I'm sure they're going to be continue to be real active this summer. This is incredibly interesting to me that they have shut it down completely so far they haven't even entertained it yet shay and you made the point yesterday that he has got to be involved somehow with these discussions about where the franchise is headed given his history with this franchise right when, Go ahead, sorry. well just to set it up when i look at it this feels to me like while they want to keep him they are not showing a direct path as to which way they're going Right. And again, I hope these are conversations that he's privy to and he understands. I don't want to give away what you told me earlier about what he's been doing on social media, but it sounds like his eyes are still very much open in terms of who could come to Portland and help him. Um, so I understand what, what Woj is saying, and that is as of right now, the Portland Trailblazers are focused on everyone that's already currently in the building and who they can go get in the draft. And it doesn't sound like a trade, perhaps, is exactly what's going to happen because he shut down those calls. However, Miami is going to put all its chips into the Damian Lillard bag and hope that the Portland Trailblazers really mess this up over the next 24 hours, and then they can scoop in and get them. That's kind of what I'm getting from Woj. Mm. And in and, and, I don't know that I would do that if I'm the Miami Heat 
Because, again, I think there's a reason that Damian has stayed and been in, in Portland for so long. He clearly likes it there. He, these conversations have to have been happening over the last couple of days, weeks, months. I don't know what it is. He has to be reaching out to some superstars to kind of feel out the waters on who would maybe go to Portland to help him out. Or we wouldn't be even talking about this in the first place. And so, to me, this feels like a very dangerous situation for Pat Riley and the Heat. Now, they're a very well-run organization, so I'm sure they know more than me. But but it feels like a dangerous situation for them if they're going to put all their chips into the Damian Lillard basket when, when the Portland Trailblazers right now hopefully seem to be working with Dame and have something going for the next 24 hours and something that maybe might work there. So, assuming that's the case, I think they're doing Dame Lillard a major disservice if they are not trying to trade for a veteran and if they are going to draft Scoot Henderson tomorrow night and expect him to be a big part of it and still holding on to him. Uh, You know, Shay, Dame Lillard has more than earned the ability to determine where he's going to go. And while I don't think he's in the dark on it, it doesn't necessarily feel like they have completely given up on trying to convince him to stay, and that's unfair. Like, if you're trying to have your cake and eat it too, it's it's too much here. You can't do that to Dame Lillard and try to convince him that somehow with Scoot Henderson and, you know, let's call it what it is, somebody that none of us have ever really seen all that much. He's been in the G League, and we'll give you some Jonathan Gavoni sound from yesterday, our ESPN draft analyst about him, but when you're trying to figure out exactly if this guy's going to be a superstar walking in the door, good luck trying to project that. So I don't know how you can, in good conscience, as the Portland Trailblazers, drag this out on Dame Lillard. Okay, but but Carlin, I'm, I feel like I'm getting frustrated with Damian Lillard a little. If you're unhappy and you don't like the way things have gone down, ask for a trade and be done with this. This this only if you do this and go here and enough. Then say I'm out. I've tried too hard. I've been loyal. You're not giving me what I want. Then see, I think they've it. given. I think they've tried to give him a chance, though. Uh, in other words, he's tried to give them a chance in waiting to see what they do with this pick. Right. Okay. Well, uh, then I don't want 24 more hours to go by after tomorrow night and hear, well, maybe, well, maybe enough. Like we do this way too often now sometimes with these superstars. It's like we're tiptoeing around what the right thing to do is for them. He's a grown man. If he's unhappy with what's ha- with what's going on in Portland, I'm not going to feel sorry for him anymore. You're getting bounced at certain points in the playoffs. I felt sorry for you, what was it, four years ago when you got bounced after the first round because I felt like that was a year where you could have actually gone on to win all of it and it was on a last second shot. Fine. But I'm done feeling sorry for you now, Dame. If you don't get who you want there, I don't want the sad face when the postseason comes because you didn't have enough help around you. Ask for a trade. Say what you want. You're a veteran in this league that's very much wanted, and people have been clamoring for you to go to all these different places where you can make a major impact and be in a bigger market. So if over the next 24 hours things are not done right, it's not communicated the way he wants, I don't want to have this conversation throughout the entirety of the summer. Say what you want, stick to it, own it, and move on. Like this, It's getting frustrating now. Yeah, it feels like I'm going to wait and see what they do, and then we'll talk about it. And, yeah, it is getting frustrating. I get that from your standpoint. I I need to know if I'm Lillard, are they willing to do what they need to do? And to me, the best way for them to get better immediately and to satisfy Dame Lillard is to trade that third pick. For what? We'll get to that in a second. But as far as the Blazers for their own long-term health, 
it, their best bet is to try to build around the young players they have. Here's Kevin Pelton, ESPN NBA writer on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on this topic last night. Portland is probably the pivot point of the entire draft in terms of whether they move that pick or, or draft whichever those two players is available. If I'm Portland, I draft Scoot Henderson if he's still there. Uh, I, you know, I think that going for the highest upside guy makes a lot of sense for, for that team that he could pair particularly well with Shaden Sharp, given what we saw from Sharp the last 20 games of the season when he got a chance to start and play with the ball in his hands. And, you know, if that means that Damian Lillard decides his future is elsewhere, as disappointing as that would be. And, look, I feel it personally. I, I go down to games in Portland. Having them getting the chance to watch Dave Lillard every night for the last decade has been awesome. But, you know, the future of the franchise, I think it's very hard for them to build a contender well, Dame is still in his prime, and they've got a better chance of doing that building around a younger core and with the you know picks and young players you could potentially get in a lower trade. I can't disagree where they are. But do you really think they have a better shot at building around another young superstar? Don't you think we're going to be in the same situation again? First of all, it's very unlikely you're going to get a superstar the caliber of Damian Lillard, number one, that's going to have that kind of longevity and loyalty and outstanding career like he has thus far that's rare in itself then that he's going to stay in portland for enough time for you to build around him also rare to me use what you have in the building you have a superstar in your building give him what he wants and then let's move on with this conversation like give him what he wants tomorrow night do the trade get zion or whoever it is get him in the building get him acclimated if you need another piece go get him use whatever money you need to use and move on. And then if it doesn't work out in the postseason, at least you tried. But this back and forth constantly is getting quite annoying. I kind of teased this earlier. Carlin, though, why don't you say what you saw on social media with the Damian Lillard thing? So last night, there's, as you would expect, an awful lot being thrown around what the future for Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers should be. And there was a tweet in relation to Zion Williamson and what could happen over the next 24 hours. And I know that this is somewhat ridiculous, but you know what? It's how we do things these days. <laughs> Dame Lillard, one person responded to the tweet and said they need to get this guy to Portland right now to help Dame. Dame Lillard liked the tweet. And I know, dear God, so what? Now, it, it actually does mean something because these NBA players, these professional athletes do put some of their wear some of their hearts on their sleeves on social yeah. media these days and that's why this is so interesting to me it's kenty and carlin on espn radio and on sirius xm channel 80 she is shay Cornette. i'm chris carlin shay's in for kenty this afternoon now the part of this that's very interesting to me is how would portland end up getting zion williamson there they have the third pick Clearly, that would be of interest to the New Orleans Pelicans if Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller is there, which one of them is going to be. So if I were the Pelicans at this juncture and I had a chance to send him to Portland and get the third overall pick without giving up too much more, maybe I do have to give up a little bit more because, uh, as Woj told us the other day on Greeny, uh, by himself, he may not get you uh, into the top three. I am absolutely doing it if I am New Orleans. If I am Portland, Shay, it's a dangerous game. And if I'm Dame Lillard, that's a dangerous game to try to 
count on when it comes to uh, trying to seal what your future could be. There's no doubt that's a dynamic duo, but is one of them going to be on the court? Yeah, I, it, it it is a dangerous game. But look, when you look at some of the greats in the NBA, Carlin, and I mean greats, like they usually average what around like twenty one points a game. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing out a number, like you know, when we do some of the great players, like typically throughout the regular season or postseason, whatever, they average around I'll just say twenty one points a game. I mean, Zion fits that category. When he's healthy and he plays, he averages over twenty five points a game. He's a very good player when he's healthy. Now, does Portland have the infrastructure and the and the whatever they can do, basically, the, the persuasiveness to keep him in Portland, training, away from distraction. I think, I, personally, I actually think that'd be a good move for Zion. You're, you're kind of removed a little bit from the limelight there. It's a, it's a small market. I think you said yesterday it might be the smallest in the NBA. And maybe it's an opportunity to refocus and kind of start over. Damian Lillard would be a wonderful veteran presence to have in your life and help mentor you and guide you along. I like it. I like it. I, I still think – I think Zion's going to be good. I think we just need to be a little more patient with him. His body isn't right. He's got to get on the right regime, and he's got to want to do it. But I do think he's going to get – I think he's going to be great down the road. Yeah, listen, um, I, I love Zion from a talent standpoint, and it is so tempting to bring him back. Listen to Jonathan Gavoni, ESPN NBA draft analyst, who has been doing it for years – He knows it inside and out. And he was with us yesterday right here. And we asked him, would you trade the number two or number three pick for Zion Williamson right now? Coming out of the draft when he was leaving Duke, I thought Zion Williamson was going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he has that type of explosiveness, uh, that type, you know, the scoring instincts, the passing ability. You know, he, he played so hard in college. And so, and when he's been on the floor, He's been incredible. I mean, he's he's clearly one of the best players in the league. The problem is that he's just never he's never available. And so, if I'm making that trade, if I'm Charlotte or Portland, I want to have a better sense for how many games am I going to get out of this guy, and and where is his level of focus going to be? You know, sometimes teams allow um, other teams to like interview players, talk to them, kind of see where their head is at. You know, are see are you interested in being in Charlotte? Are you interested in being in Portland? But I'm not sure that there's a better talent in this draft class, excluding Victor Wembanyama, than Zion Williamson. So that tells you what you need to know. Those two guys, whether it's Henderson or uh, Brandon Miller, are not what Zion Williamson is when it comes to talent. Yes. At 23 years old, it is awfully difficult to give up on that but if it's not going to happen in New Orleans, and by the way, New Orleans is 29th in market size. I was uh, wrong. Portland's actually 20th in the league. Oh, it's wow. it's, uh, it's nearly bigger. top two-thirds, wow. uh, which is surprising to me. I didn't realize Portland was that big bad on me. But um, point being, when if you are Damian Lillard and you are trying to figure out what your long-term legacy is going to be, as much as that talent is enticing, Can I afford to risk it on that? Because, Shay, I think we both think that a ring is incredibly important to Lillard's legacy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty clear that he thinks that. Uh, Listen to this quote that he gave uh, to Hoops Hype in USA Today on, on the potential of not winning a championship. This was yesterday. I wouldn't be happy with it. But I think when you talk about other people's perception... I think it's extremely important to legacy. 
it's extremely important to me, but, you know, my opinion of me not winning wouldn't be the same as others would. In other words, I'd value myself more than others, but, yeah, it's exceptionally important to me. If that's the guy they're coming to you with and it's determining your legacy, you want to bet on him? Uh, yeah. I, I, well, I, look, Damian Lillard's going to have to because if, if he's going to be happy, he's going to have to be the one that's solidifying and saying yes to the veteran that's going to come there and it would have to be Damian Lillard. So he's putting all his eggs in one basket. Damian Lillard is a guy that I'm not going to compare him to LeBron James, but he's kind of in the second tier behind him. Like he's a guy that can win basketball games on his own. He just needs to have a little bit more help. C.J. McCollum wasn't it. That that experiment tried and tried. They were close, failed. I would say Zion Williamson is a big upgrade for C.J. from C.J. McCollum, and I, you know that's just the fact of it. I like C.J. a lot, but I think that that would be a big boost, and they could get a lot closer with Zion Williamson by his side. Damian Lillard's not the biggest personality. He has a rap video. He can play hoops. He's clutch. He's all these great things. But when basketball is all said and done, we're going to remember him for what he did on the basketball court, how loyal he was to the people in Portland and to that organization, how clutch he was at the end of game situations, and how many times he was bounced in the first round of the playoffs because now it's been like four in a row. And so I hope for Damian Lillard's sake that if they do get Zion or whoever it is by his side that he can win that championship because I think for him – look, like, was that even surprising to you, Carlin? Like – He's one of the most competitive guys in the league. I never even talked to Damian Lillard, but you can just tell by his body language, the way things upset him, the comments that he makes, what he wants, what he's been begging for, the loyalty, like all the things you can tell he's competitive and he wants to do it his way. And so if this is his way, he needs to make sure he knows what he's signing off on. Zion Williamson has been in the league for four years now. He's been banged up a lot of those four years, but it's not too late to get him on the straight and narrow. And if Damian Lillard has a conversation with him and he thinks that he can help him do it, I, I think they could get a lot closer than they have been in, year past, in years past to winning that chip. Can Dame Lillard rely on Zion Williamson to solidify his future in Portland, or should he want out? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll take your call shortly. The lines are open for you, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Visit Progressive com on the way in just moments we've got some nfl as well the patriots are the betting favorites right now to land deandre hopkins but is that the best place for hopkins we will tell you that uh, in just moments it's canty and carlin on espn radio shake Cornette is in for canty today i'm chris carlin Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Can Zion Williamson save Portland for Dame Lillard or should he want out? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We do some NFL right now, though. We welcome in one of my favorites, ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. Let's start here, Mike. Shay and I were just uh, talking during the break. Are you what you would call the cook in your household? Do you like to cook? What's your deal? Uh, I'm more of like the food procurement engineer. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I help in a meaningful way, but that, that you're giving me way too much credit with that verb. The yeah. Procurement, would that mean that you were the one who goes to the supermarket? Yeah, or order online, I would say. <laughs> more, uh... You have mastered Grubhub. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mike T knows knows I like to throw down on Sunday nights too because he's tried to weasel his way in for a Sunday dinner a few times, haven't you, Mike T? <laughs> I mean, Chris, I've only you know, begged Shay and Jordan like for three years for I hear about this like the the, the mystique of the Shea Cornette salmon. I'm 20 minutes away, you know, like by myself in the double tree in Bristol, and I can't get one invite after three years. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you are, in, in that scenario, you are sitting in one of the most depressing situations you can. I know, I got to help, help them out this year. Exactly. You know, you're ordering up maybe some room service where they drop it off in a bag with a, <laughs> you know, a burger that has been cooked all the way through, and it's like a hockey puck. Meanwhile, Shay Ew. is off, uh, you know, dining as if she's uh, the chef in a, a Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I'm going to have Mike T over. It's my goal during football season. You can watch Sunday night over there here with go. your family. <laughs> Mike, let's let's start here. You know the 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 two prominent guys who have been out there now, late uh, in the off season, are DeAndre Hopkins and for Dalvin Cook. Let, let's just start here. Where are where for first of all for Hopkins? Where is the best place for him to go? Oh, I think it's the Patriots, and I think he goes there. And now Juju Smith-Schuster's a two. Gusecki and Hunter Henry are good tight ends. Ramondre Stevenson's an underrated running back. I think they're a million times better. Bill O'Brien, um, what an offseason. And I think Hopkins is still a bonafide number one. Uh, okay. Uh, so speaking of, you know, there was this notion that maybe Hopkins and Cook would team up somewhere together or that's what they would want. I, I, and somehow that feels really unlikely. But Mike T, according to you, what do you think? Do you think that's likely, unlikely, one signs before another? What are your thoughts? I think it's unlikely, Shay, but there is a team to me that's super intriguing. Like if they would go down that road, 
I think Carolina makes a ton of sense because you look at you have a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young, and boy, you, you have an outstanding running game with you know him and Miles Sanders, and then at, at receiver, you know they drafted Jonathan Mingo in the second round. They added Adam Thielen. Uh, now you bring in a guy like Hopkins, and uh, you know arguably you can say they're the most talented team in the NFC South overnight. Mike Tenenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. Mike, it's interesting. It's not often that you think about a mistake that Bill Belichick made, but I think if you gave him some truth syrup, uh, serum, he would say that uh, last year with Matt Patricia was a mistake in that offense. So what kind of an influence is Bill O'Brien going to have with Mac Jones here? Can he, I don't want to use the word save his career, but can he get him back on the right track? Yeah, I would say this, you know, working for Coach Belichick a couple times, like, there's nobody that's a bigger critic of himself than Bill Chris to the highest standard possible. So, um, but we got to remember that Mac Jones, as a rookie guy, led the Patriots to the playoffs. So I know last year it didn't go the way they had hoped, but I do think he's going to give them, you know, more of a passing game, more downfield. Um, I don't think they're going to abandon the running game because, again, I think Ramadre Stevenson's really good. But I think as it relates to more of the sophisticated passing concepts, I think that will play more into Coach O'Brien's expertise. So in that same vein, and since we're talking about the Patriots, to me it feel it feels like, Mike T, like even if they don't go get DeAndre Hopkins, it, it still feels like they've added enough to really figure out what Mac Jones is under center this year. Do you feel like this might be the last year that Bill Belichick fully gives him the reins as a quarterback there? I think this is a huge year for him, Shay. No, no question about it. And you know, part of it too is like, like fundamentally, like you got to keep up with you know your division. And look, we know Aaron Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there forever as it relates to New York, but certainly you know, be it Josh Allen or you know the other power teams in the AFC, Joe Burrow, Lamar, on and on and on. Like you got to say, hey, can Mac Jones compete meaningfully? You know, with those quarterbacks over time. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Saquon Barkley and the Giants are talking about a long-term deal again. Apparently those talks are back on. Mike, when do you officially worry? Is it right up to the deadline of July 17th about when uh, you have to be concerned about Saquon in the season? I can't imagine he won't play. Um, Yeah. Look, if I'm the Giants, I'm trying to – that deadline's meaningful because I want to get a long-term deal done. You know, this is a guy, again, had 77 targets. When you look at Daniel Jones getting his completion percentage up to 67%, I think Saquon's a big reason why. I think you've got you to look at the player, not the position, and you look at guys like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, 12, 12 and a half a year. To me, that's a very sensible deal. He's clearly a player that um, – you're going to win a lot more games. I'm just hard-pressed to think if I'm the Giants, I'm a better team without him than with him, and I I want to figure out at least a two- to three-year extension. Here's what fascinates me about it, Mike. We've actually seen the franchise tag number go down on running backs, which is amazing when we think about it. If you are Saquon and you are not going to be happy with a $12, million, $12.5 million deal like you just suggested, are you better off rolling the dice uh, signing the tag, but saying, I'll sign it if you don't tag me next year. Yeah, we've seen that compromise over the years. Like, that's reasonable. Like, let's put a Band-Aid on it for 
on a one-year deal. Uh, I don't think that's um, you know out of the question. But again, like if if Saquon would graduate next year, um, he's still young, productive. Um, I just don't know who the Giants are going to go get. You know, typically there's not like high quality, high productive players that are you know tough, smart, and durable. And you know, I just I'm hard pressed to think why even in a year they should let him go. So in talking about the Jets, let's move, let's stay in New York, but let's go to the Jets. I I heard this morning a lot of chatter about how the Jets maybe could possibly go all the way, win the Super Bowl this year, like all the eggs in the basket now that they have Aaron Rodgers. Mike T, I haven't actually talked to you since they did acquire Aaron Rodgers, but now that we know who the Jets are and the division that they play in fully, do you feel like this is the be-all, end-all now that they do have a quarterback in place? You obviously know that franchise really well. Yeah, Shay, I would say, look, and I think their offseason's gone great. The one question is going to be, you know, left tackle. You look at Mekhi Becton, yeah. started 13 out of 14 games his rookie year. But over the last two years, he's literally played in one game. And, you know, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, if there's a vulnerability, he struggles with pressure, as most quarterbacks do. So I think there's a lot of things to like about um, what he's doing and what they can do together. But the big question is going to be, you know, can they protect him? <laughs> Mike, last one for me. Back to your food procurement. This, this is a, it brings to mind a quandary that I have had lately that I feel like is getting a little bit out of hand in our country, and that's tipping. I am more than happy to over-tip in circumstances, but it feels to me as if we now have to tip for things that are not even being done. Where is the line, Mike? for where you tip somebody and where you don't. For instance, if I am going and getting takeout, am I tipping? Am I, or is it simply, if you are being served in a restaurant service, you're tipping? Where would you draw the line? Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm one for it, like, like you're looking for performance-based tipping, right? Like you're not looking for guaranteed tipping. You know, you want to pay as you go, so to speak, right? Well, but yeah, like I'm happy. I, I will never shortchange somebody on a tip, even if the service, I mean, the service would have to be really bad for me to even consider that. Yeah. But it's just the amount of tipping that's going on out there. For instance, if I'm picking up a car at a hotel, how many times do I have to tip? Is it in, out, each and every time? <laughs> like, what, what's the deal there? Yeah, no, those are all fair. And now then, you know, like Saquon Barkley, you, you got to say, like, is it salary cap friendly to even drive your car to the hotel? Because now, you know, <laughs> your bags come out. And I, I, that's, those are all really valid points, Chris. Well, I love the idea that you are thinking of it in terms of an NFL front office GM. And that's, that's exactly how I would. Mike, I appreciate it. You really didn't answer the question there, but that's okay. <laughs> well, this has been a great interview for me because I think I got an invite to the Cornette's house, which is, again, three years in the making. And I will tip handsomely, Shay, just for the record. Okay, got it. Kind of duly noted. Thanks, Mike D. We'll catch Mike you later. Tannenbaum. Right. Awesome right, stuff. ESPN NFL front office insider. And I guarantee you this. Mike is not cheating anybody. Mike's going to tip well. I absolutely here's, believe that. Here's the problem, Carlin. On every like interface now, when you go to pay for something in a restaurant, it, there's an option to tip everywhere. Like Target, you could tip. Like everywhere has got an option for a tip. And I'm I'm always like, all right. So I think at this point, since COVID, I feel like I just tip everyone. Like if there's an option, I'm like, fine, throw the two bucks. But what I won't do is I'm not caving to like the 15 percent, the 20. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. Thank you for handing me that, but, like, you can get an extra dollar. The end. The end. Like, that's the problem. It's fair. 
You know, where's the line for tipping? Eight 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 ESPN. I want answers today because this has been a problem for me lately. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Also, Zion Williamson, can he be enough to keep Dame Lillard in Portland, or it should Dame Lillard be banging the door to get out? On the way, some strong trade negotiations have emerged in the NBA among three teams in what could be described as a blockbuster. The rumors are flying. We are sucking on up like Coca-Cola. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. and Carlin, the podcast. Rumors flying. NBA draft tomorrow night. Free agency. What, about 10 days away from now? July 1st. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Series 6M at Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornette in for Canty today. So there's a report from The Athletic that there are deep talks that it's going on between uh, Washington the Clippers, and Boston in a deal that would send Kristaps Porzingis to Boston, Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, and then Picks and who is the other player involved uh, that would go? Oh, uh, Marcus Morris would end up uh, down in Washington as they just continue to you know, take on expiring contracts and get as many draft picks as they can. Kristaps Porzingis to Boston in place of Malcolm Brogdon, if that were to happen. Shay, here's what's really interesting to me about that. Malcolm Brogdon didn't necessarily fit as well as they thought he would in the Boston offense and being able to help set them up in a, um, a half-court set, so to speak. I think Kristaps Porzingis with the Celtics might be a really, really good spot when you're adding the other two... Uh, in there as the primary guys and Kristaps Porzingis as a third, that feels like something that could be a winning formula and somebody that could be a help 
defensively blocking shots. Yeah, and you'll get more scoring from him than I think you got from other guys in that rotation. Like, your front court, first of all, would be amazing. But you thought you would get a little more scoring probably from Horford um, or for guys like Time Lord and things. And I feel like Porzingis will definitely give you that. Um He's going to turn 28 in August, so he's still extremely young. He had a career high last year in terms of points that he scored over 23. Like, he definitely gives the Celtics a boost that they needed last year um, in terms of scoring. And then, yeah, like you said, he can do it on the other end and uh, defensively. Celtics are so weird. Every year we feel like we're talking about them in the same situation. Like, they're right there in the Eastern Conference Finals. What's it going to take to get over the hump? Like, now is Chris Depps Porzingis going to be the thing that takes him over. Like this year, it felt like the coaching maybe was holding him back. Okay, well, next year the coaching is going to be a little bit better. And now you can get a little bit more scoring if you add KP to that mix, too. So, I mean, this definitely could be it if he can, but is he going to be able to shoot 50% from the floor two years in a row? That That's what remains to be seen. But he definitely is a scoring option uh, for a big defender like that that they definitely need. We'll get more into this uh, throughout the course of the show. Let's hit a couple of calls here, real quick. 888 say ESPN. Bill in Detroit is up on ESPN Radio. Bill, what do you got, bud? Hey, Garland, I got the uh, the tipping bylaws for you. Just a few quick points. Please, go. Uh, the, yes, the obvious one is if they make less than a liv- livable wage on the basis of tipping. Of course. The other one is if what they're doing is a result of your laziness, filling up the air in your tires, things like that. If they go above and beyond the call of duty of their job, like helping you carry your groceries out, throw them a buck. And the big one is if whatever you and your friends or family are doing, if they have given up, you know, let's say you go boating 4th of July, if they have given up that holiday to make it possible for you to do what you're doing, absolutely. throw them a couple of bucks. Absolutely. Totally agree. My wife is great about this, Shay, about whenever we're out on a holiday, always saying, thank you for working today to somebody. Yeah. Thank you for working today. But for instance, Shay, I'm getting frozen yogurt the other night. You know, it's a self-serve machine. Yeah. But yet there's the tip jar. What, for ringing me up? I mean, but they're kids. I want to help them. They're going to college. So you probably put a book in. You're a good Samaritan. Way to go. That's all we can ask. I'll tell you, I've done that, and I've gotten a dirty look before. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.